0: Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know, what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and stay with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to. Know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mass Singer wrap-up. We are here today to talk all about the finals of Group A. After a week hiatus, because Mass Singer said, hey, uh, we want to do some reruns. So take a week off. We're back once again, ready to go. I'm very excited to talk about this. I am, of course, your host, Puya the Wand Zan Vikili, ready to break everything down. And as always, I can never do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. I've got my ride or die with me. It is the one. The only Liana, the Pez dispenser, us. Liana, how are you doing today?
1: Pop, pop. Oh, no, that's not what I can't make the Pez dispenser sound. It's like
0: <sighs> I feel like that's less <laughs> you have to exciting. Do a sound.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I first of all, I think we need to mention the fact that we went to the Pez factory visitor yes. center. <laughs> the visitor
0: center in the Pez factory.
1: Yes. So Pez, very much on the mind. But another thing that was on my mind was, of course, the mass Singer. I, you know, because they took the week off, right? It was Thanksgiving. You know, we had a little bit of a break. But as soon as I put on the episode and Nick Cannon with the voiceover is like, tonight's champion, we'll go head to head in the finals. My heart was like, oh my God, I got nervous. I was really excited for the Mass Singer to be back. I feel like this is the matchup that we've been waiting for and it was really nice to have two performances from both the bull and the skunk this episode.
0: I agree. I've been very curious how they're going to go about doing this because you know, we're down. This is basically three episodes. So this week's next week's B finals, and then the finale. Mm. It's three episodes with just two performers performing. So I was very curious on how they were going to play this because obviously in the past, the least amount of performers we've had on an episode was three, and that was usually the finale. So we're here. Right. We're going to be here with just two total. So I didn't know how they were going to go about it. I was very intrigued by the way they did it, where they had each one perform twice, and one of those performances was a duet. So it did uh-huh. give us a new element and it wasn't just the samey samey the whole way through.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do that same thing for the finale because didn't we hear that like Nicole, oh, you know what? I didn't check out the TMZ article. Check TMZ. Oh my God. I feel like, yeah. I feel like I'm the dropping TMZ the liaison. ball here. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll check the TMZ article. Uh, okay. But in the meantime, I thought that we heard that Robin and Nicole were going to be performing. Uh, I, I that believe the that's finale. next week. I have a feeling okay, that's, yeah, so, like,
0: the, the thing made it seem like it's next week.
1: All right. So let's see. So here's the TMZ article uh, titled Nicole Scherzinger. I'm performing on the mass singer. The people have spoken. I don't know what that means. The pussycat doll is taking the stage for the first time on the mass singer. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, will perform on the competition show. It sounded like this will be a duet. She will join the stage with the queen of hearts. There so, yeah, I guess she will be singing next week. So then I don't know who the other person is, uh, but I, I assumed or OK. Yeah. All right. Well, then that changes. So my assumption was that the the finale, the winner of each group was going to sing with Robin and Nicole. But it sounds like that's not the case.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what the finale is going to look like. We'll find out, I guess.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out. They could do the mix the road to the finale. In with. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. We uh, we got Group A finals to talk about today.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assume, given that they did the rerun week last week and that we're basically slated to have the season finish on the 15th, I'm assuming the road to the finale stuff will happen on the finale as well. So that's probably mm-hmm. what's going to happen. It's going to be 40 some minutes with a little bit of a build for both of them going into their final performance. And I think it's just going to be the one performance at that point because they still have to crown the winner, do two unmaskings, and then Crown the winner for the golden ear as well.
1: Right, right. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So then, Leon, I guess we can uh, we can talk about this live. How do you want to go about this? Because obviously, we have two performances from each to talk about. Do you want to do one, 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 or do you want to do two together and then two together?
1: Uh, I'm good with whatever. I have separate notes on each, so I can I can mix and match. BB.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So, like you mentioned. They're doing, they're doing the duets tonight, and I forgot that the next week's going to be Queen of Hearts versus Banana Split. I'm actually very intrigued because mm-hmm. I felt very skeptical about this matchup. I I did think that it's pretty much the Bulls, no matter what, even though I like the Skunk a lot. I was worried for the Skunk, and next week's makes it a little bit more intriguing because I feel like they're a little bit more um, similar.
1: Mm-hmm. Like two female powerhouse vocals.
0: Yes. Versus here, kind of the
1: razzle dazzle versus the powerhouse vocals. like the Exactly.
0: Soul. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if they don't want two razzle to soul, then they might go with a razzle dazzle here. So mm-hmm. that's why I kind of fell that way. But let's go to the first performance then of the bull and the bull's clue package. I didn't write a lot because it wasn't a lot in my opinion, but the bull mentions that they had a big break. And when the big break thing gets mentioned, there's this checkered flag. And immediately I was like, all right, this is a drag race clue. I get mm-hmm. it. I know where it's fitting. And then they mentioned that they have an opportunity now to inspire others who don't fit in, and that they're never going to miss the chance to express themselves moving forward.
1: Yeah the uh, the drag race. So racing flag. I also thought drag race. It was interesting because he was talking about. I thought it would. Ch- I thought it would change me, but I changed myself. So I don't know if that's the whole thing. Because you know, Todrick got a lot of criticism for being like. Kind of a jerk on Drag Race, and so I don't know if that's what it was in reference to. Also, the king guy on the throne with the racing flag—I was like, is that supposed to be RuPaul? <laughs>
0: yeah, is that is the winning queen of the season, or is that RuPaul? I, I don't couldn't know. tell either.
1: <laughs> it looked like yeah, RuPaul from the judges' table, but not like he competed on Drag Race; like he was a choreographer and judge. But uh, right. the other thing I noticed was a mermaid tail. I don't didn't bother to Google anything about that, and then I don't I don't know if the butterfly garden thing at the end meant anything. That was the only detail that I had. I mean, look, I am ninety nine point nine 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 percent convinced this is Todrick Hall. So, yeah. You know. So
0: Todrick Hall did perform with Taylor Swift a duet to Little Mermaid.
1: Okay, so maybe, and I mean, we do know he's a Disney, like a lot of Disney, Disney sing- up in there, right?
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think there's another Disney reference somewhere. Maybe it's later it, on.
0: What is the can you give us a little bit of insight to Tadra call being jerkish?
1: He was just kind of a jerk to the queens. And it was kind of one of those things where It's like, oh, I'm the sassy like I, I'm uh, there's a sort of like the sassy gay uh, like reading. But being a jerk about it, like, you know, the reading challenge when it's you're insulting, but it's kind of that tough line to walk. I mean, it's not it's not just in the LGBTQ community, but like when you're 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 reading somebody, it's a joke, but it's also an insult. And yeah, so like he was just somebody. Yeah, he was just kind of in, insulting. Like,
0: oh, it <laughs> was no veiled like.
1: Yeah, It's just like, Ooh. well, you need to be better at this. Well, you, be- mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. So he kind of got a lot of criticism because of that. And so that was kind of where a lot of the criticism, like, that's where it all came from. So I don't know if that's necessarily what it's in reference to, but.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, then, can you tell us a little bit about this performance and what you thought about it?
1: Ah, yes. Okay. So. I thought that this perform. I mean, this is ultimately what the bull does with the two choices. I think is super, super smart because this first one was all about the razzle, all about the razzle dazzle. I mean, he does the falling off backwards off the thing. He's dancing all over the place. He's got that crazy high kick that he can somehow do in a freaking bull costume. I don't even understand how he does that. Like. I can't imagine the stretches that he needed to do beforehand. Like what a talented individual. I hope the pants are stretchy and (laughs) the backup dancers were not distracting. It really only added to the performance because of all the razzle dazzle obviously, the singing of it all, you know, maybe not the best because he's literally doing all these crazy things in a freaking bull costume. But also, it's not like Paula Abdul was known for being the best vocalist. I mean, she came up as a choreographer anyway, so she was, like, really known for her dancing. So I felt like, overall, it was a good fit.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting you bring that up because I did notice that the vocals were kind of lacking, but then there were these little moments of like, oh, this note really sounds great. Oh, this note sounds really great. So, Even though the razzle-dazzle took the front seat, there were still moments of, yes, I'm going to make you hear these vocals that I can still do to keep Mm -hmm. myself um, standing out. Because I really did think the razzle-dazzle went beyond what we've seen on some of these other performances across the seasons. I really did love the um, start with the graffiti, with the paint can. And then I also really liked the crowd surfing trust fall thing that the bull did mm-hmm. to start the performance. I thought that was a nice addition. And then obviously leaving a little gap in the middle of the song to do a little dance number, a little dance solo is also good because, I mean, if this is Todrick Hall, like this is something that Todrick Hall is known for. So to add that into the repertoire is great. And I mm-hmm. really felt like this was the performance that the bull needed to separate themselves from the skunk, especially when you consider the fact that so the song's probably not going to do these dance moves and stuff so it was great it was a great split between this and then obviously the duet later with Jesse McCartney
1: right exactly and that's what I think I really really liked because I was a little nervous for the bull just because you never know you never know in the universe of the Masked Singer it's never a guarantee but once the bull did this song and then the duet it's like oh you hit all you can do it all Exactly, and I think it really solidified the win for the bull here.
0: I agree, and it was a very strong start. And I just felt like
1: it I was don't so know, fun.
0: Mm-hmm, it was, I mean, I think all four songs they did, I enjoyed very thoroughly. So yeah. I was very happy with the song choices tonight, and you can tell the song choices were not going to damn anybody tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, this was this is a really enjoyable and a f- fabulous way to kick off the show.
0: Absol. Lutely. <laughs> so when it came to the judges comments and stuff we have to talk about this so
1: the tongue
0: <laughs> oh my god the tongue so to give you in some insight of you if you don't watch the show and you're only here to listen to us podcast hello speaking to you they decided so nick cannon was like okay so here's what we're doing because the judges ha- you know are getting closer and closer we figured out we'll give them a clue. And that clue is we're going to eliminate a name that's been on the tip of their tongue about this person throughout the season. And then there's like, I don't know whose face is now being projected onto one of those, you know, the entry mouths off the side of the stage. So they've projected some, like, poor woman's face on this. And then, from that, like, archway, a big-ass tongue gets rolled out. It's like this little thin tongue, but it's massive. And this tongue rolls out and at the tip of the tongue, once it unravels completely like a scroll, There's a picture frame and (laughs) the picture frame for the bull. I thought Liana was a very good one. It was a very witty way to have a picture frame be in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not done with the tongue yet. It is so creepy, but they even included Nicole being like, that's creepy. Like, that's weird. It was very creepy. I don't know if you noticed, but that face that's projected on the arch, it winked. It winked at the very. Uh, it once did it wink, but who
0: is it? Who winked at me?
1: I don't know, but it winked, and it's so weird. It's so creepy. I mean, it's classic Massinger, but the the tongue kind of looks like thick yoga mat material, like gym mat material. So I just like I also imagine it's smelly. I don't know, whatever. It was very weird. I mean, it's very not a loose yoga mat? I don't. I don't know. It looked <laughs> weird, and the way that they painted the tongue, like split thing on the middle, kind of it kind of looked like a butt crack.
0: A butt crack. It wasn't coming out of a butt, though.
1: <laughs> no, what I mean is, is that the the way that they painted the split in the middle of the tongue. <laughs> look like a butt crack
0: (laughs) we're gonna unravel a clue that's been on the tip of your crack throughout the season
1: (laughs) yeah maybe Uh, but okay fine the the massive tongue aside yeah the picture that was at the end was actually a picture of Alexander Hamilton Mm -hmm. and essentially the clue is that oh he hasn't performed in uh, Hamilton on, on Broadway specifically but he has performed on the same stage so that was the Ultimately, the clue here from the the tongue, the tongue slash butt crack.
0: Yeah. With that, though, you're bringing a whole new meaning to tongue in cheek.
1: Hey, there we go. That's what it should be. It's a tongue in cheek clue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a fun clue because I was like, who is that? And obviously, I'm not good with history. You know this about me. So immediately, I'm like, is that George Washington? Why is that George Washington? (laughs) And then I'm told, no, it's Alexander Hamilton. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this clue's trying to tell us. So I like mm-hmm. that. And I feel like that was a good clue because it's like, okay, you've all been, you know, you keep going around every time there's someone who can sing and dance lately. It's been like, okay, it might be someone from Hamilton. So I like that that eliminated that for them. And then mm-hmm. the judges, you know, they're given this big clue. And two of the judges, I feel like are still nowhere to be seen. Uh, Ken goes with Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. Jenny Kind of like gets close, goes ooh. This person's been on Drag Race, and they did them like oh, okay. Jenny's about to tell us. Then Jenny said, "Adam Lambert." Jenny, I said, know, I know. I did. Did you like how they shaded Jenny at the start of the show with the golden ear stuff?
1: Oh yes, and then they have the interlude stuff as well, where she like goes after the the man in black or whatever with the the trophy. Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, look, it, it Nick. Honestly, said it. It was after you missed your husband. (laughs) It's really been like the curse of Danny, Donnie Wahlberg, right? It's like, yes, you couldn't guess your own spouse. So, therefore, you will be punished and not be able to get any more people. I
0: like that being mentioned as kind of a reasoning for why she's failed because we've talked about this, but I feel like you can't do really, really good and then like dumb it up. Like, we can see through that. So, I did like the show kind of alluding to that might be the reason. I know it's dumb and it's a little thing, but I liked it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, take your ostrich feathers and your Farrah Fawcett hairstyle or whatever she was styled this week and just like, get out of here. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was interesting. And interesting. She looked like a cloud to me.
1: She looked like a cloud. Yes. Like the top, the ostrich feathers? Part. Yes. Hmm. Like a pink cloud.
0: Yeah, does that make sense? Does, sure. Am I being ridiculous?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, ostrich feathers are expensive. So, an expensive feather cloud. All right. Well, it's pink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's. Oh, and then Matthew Morrison had a message for Word of the bull, mm-hmm. a message of encouragement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, fills me with glee, I believe, was the line that he said. I didn't know if that was. I mean, Todrick wanted to be on Glee. I think that like was his single or whatever, right? Todrick his single? Glee. He had a song, I Want to Be on Glee.
0: Oh, what? so they brought someone from Glee that rejected him <laughs> to be
1: like, <laughs> hey, you couldn't
0: make it here. Maybe you make it on The Mass Singer. <laughs> like-
1: yeah, okay. In May 2011, he released a video audition for the third season of Glee titled I Want to Be on Glee. Uh, although the video was popular, Hall was not cast in the program.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wild choice.
1: Oof! (laughs) Maybe they know. I mean, you know, they might know each other from Broadway and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm being tongue in cheek myself.
1: That is kind of funny.
0: All right, Leona. So then let's move over to the skunk. Do you want to take it away and let us know about the skunk's clue package?
1: Oh, one, yes. The other thing. Sorry. The other thing I had for the bull was when he said to Jenny, we could be Beauty and the Beast, but you're playing games to, which I thought to Nicole,
0: was, to, Nicole.
1: Or to Nicole, to Nicole, to Nicole, which I think is a callback to a, like, I mean, he's done like Disney covers and stuff. And then also the song that they've done together. Poppy. Mm-hmm. So See, I don't know.
0: I didn't even take it like that. I thought, oh, this is your way of you know, playing up something for the votes because we've seen this happen before with like the thingamajig has a thing for Nicole and stuff like that. So that's how I took it. But that's good insight. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the skunk. Yeah. I, you know, it's actually funny because I was like, well, I don't have much from the clue package, but these clue packages compared to the, like the last what week or two probably has more information than those. So here she talks about how she's surprised when people are inspired more by her than her music and she tells a story about how i think she was at church with whitney houston and some woman was like crying came up to her about how you know she felt so much support or something from her song and that got her through so much and so it was sort of this story and then she started crying and lots of uh, wonderful emotion and then the other things that i saw i thought i saw hot sauce did i I don't know if i make that made that up and then there was also a presidential sweet key ring thing
0: Yes, that I did see. The presidential key ring thing. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so that, that's what it, I have yeah. for the clue package.
0: Okay, it didn't give me much insight, this clue package did. But I love the song choice from The Skunk here. The Skunk mm-hmm. performed a more quiet song. Uh, hit us with I Never Loved a Man by Aretha, uh, Aretha Franklin. And... It was mostly vocals, which I'm appreciative of, obviously. Uh, But no, I thought this was the perfect showcase for what the skunk is able to bring to the table. I had a bit of a problem with the dancers in this one. The dancers were, um, they just had like the mask on. So it was like the big head mask of there was a cat. There was a bull. There was a cat. There was a panda. And then, but then the cats were grinding with the bull and the panda. And that was very, I didn't like it.
1: Oh, okay. I will tell you because the lighting was different for them. Like they were lit in the back, if that makes sense. Like, so, so they were for far enough away in the back and not properly lit so that they were not distracting to me. I felt like there was enough focus lighting on the skunk that to me, not distracting. But if, if you're looking back there, I could understand how that would be. I'm looking everywhere.
0: My eyes are everywhere.
1: I just I just let the, the performance consume me. What I focus on, I focus on. And I felt like here I was really focused on the skunk. And her vocals are just so good. This is like a great song choice for her. And I think really allows her to shine and do what she does best.
0: Right. And for me, after this performance, I figured, all right, it's going to come down to the duets. Because I don't see any fault with what the skunk did. The skunk did mm-hmm. their best performance. And the bull did their best performance. So what have you got for us? the duets, but we'll get to the duets in just a second here. Um, The judges then get the tongue clue for the skunk and the clue is Jill Scott, Liana.
1: No, that it's not Jill Scott.
0: No, but the picture is Jill Scott.
1: Yeah, because Jill Scott is on the tip of the creepy lady's tongue, and so it's not Jill Scott.
0: Yes, but the clue was Jill Scott. (laughs)
1: i know but you know the way the structure of this clue is that it's not that person
0: yeah but i thought that was implied when i said it
1: okay well i just want to make sure that there's no ambiguity it's for sure not jill scott although they have performed together a few times in the past
0: Yes, that's what we were told. I mean, uh-huh. why would the clue say Jill? Like, if the clue was Jill Scott, then wrap up the show. Like, why would the why would the clue give them who it is?
1: <laughs> oh my god, that would actually be hilarious. It's just this person, <laughs> like, okay, go home.
0: <laughs> I, I'm looking forward it. to that episode when they just straight up Spoil tell up. them who it is, and then. The judges think, "Oh, it's not who that is," and then they get fooled on Ah,
1: purpose. there we go. It's some sort of complicated <laughs> yeah. princess the only bride situation.
0: That would be mad at that would be the judges. I don't think anyone else would mind. They'd be like, oh, yeah. it is actually her. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Yes. So the other thing that there's the whole the the Mary J. lie. <laughs> I did enjoy that. That moment did make me laugh. And then all the puns that came from that. You're blying. I, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm not I did like that me. a lot as well.
0: <laughs> because I caught him. I caught him saying blah. I was like, wait, why are you saying it like that? Did you forget how to pronounce it? And then when Nick called out, I'm like, oh, they're doing a bit. But I didn't hate it. I was okay with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, but it was funny.
0: I mean, I think ultimately I must have been okay with it just because of how ridiculous the tongue thing was that just didn't feel as ridiculous.
1: In comparison, (laughs) right? Oh, okay. It seems all very normal.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right. The tongue? No, no, no. The bit? Yes, yes, yes. But then the judges kind of, you know, one of them says Mary J. Blige, Ken. Jenny says Brandy, which I would love to see Brandy on this show. And then Mm -hmm. Robin says Faith Evans. We're like, okay, Robin.
1: Yeah, he I feel like he has, it? he's been guessing Faith Evans for a while now yeah
0: I mean spoiler alert it was his vaulted guess so it's been well, on the yeah. tip of okay. his tongue <laughs> from, from the get go
1: yeah and I think but I think I think that's interesting because now he gets a point so it's 1-1-1 one, 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 mm-hmm. and then Jenny at zero but I think Nicole is for sure going to get Todrick so then I think it's a question of who is able to get Ice Cream and Jewel I think those are the two
0: Yeah, it'll come down to the wire. You know what I think? Let's put out a prediction. I think Ken's going to win it. I think, I don't know how, I feel like Ken's going to be the guy who like, everyone picks, like he gets the first point, then everyone else gets one and then finale night, last unmasking, he's got it and he's going to win.
1: I believe in Nicole because I think she's going to get Todrick and then even if someone else gets one, she'll be tied and I think she might be able to get Jewel or Catherine McPhee. So that's my hope. I'm going to put my money on Nicole.
0: All right, well, we'll see. I mean, I I don't want Ken to win, but we'll see. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) by no means am I a, a Ken defender. But then speaking of defense and the defense, who's Judge Mathis?
1: He had like a courtroom TV show.
0: But what's I thought this was such an interesting choice for them to have Judge Mathis. Is there a link between Judge Mathis and the unmasked?
1: Honestly, I googled it and I could not see <laughs> I, there were nothing at least in the first like few entries in Google that okay, showed well, up for me.
0: Let's put this up to the audiences. Uh, this is the audience portion. If you know the connection, feel free to add us on Twitter and let us know because curious minds. I would like to know mm-hmm. what the link was there. So then that was uh, the skunk's friend that called in. So we go to the duets next, and the two people helping with this duet, one is someone who's been on the show before. It's Jesse McCartney, a.k.a. the Turtle, a.k.a. the runner-up of a season. Then the next one's Michael Bolton. And I have some thoughts on these two picks, and then I have a thought on the pairings. What did you think of seeing these two on the show?
1: Okay, well, Jesse McCartney, of course, makes sense. And then it was like, Michael Bolton not that he's not I mean he's obviously a fabulous singer and boy he still got it but it just felt like such a weird odd random choice like I wonder if they asked him to be on the show and he said no I don't want to do it but like I'll do a duet like, or they proposed the, the duet for him to fill in there I would love for Michael Bolton to be on The Mass Singer and now I feel like he can't do it because he's already been a duet or no no he
0: can do it still he can do it still
1: he would be I would I would be totally excited. <laughs>
0: I'll be very fine with it. I'll tell you the reason he, I didn't like um sorry go ahead.
1: Well he would be immediately recognizable. Like he's got such he would have to do the whole seal thing where he would have to try to disguise his voice.
0: Yeah. But there's a distinct uh, voice.
1: Yeah, exactly. A very distinct voice. And so I feel like he would stand out. So then maybe maybe that's why. But it just it just felt so random.
0: I didn't understand it because you have a entire alumni at this point. You could have brought someone who's actually done the show, and the reason I didn't like it, I'll say it more broadly, and then we'll talk about it in the individual performances. I just feel like you really kiss of death the skunk when you give the Jesse McCartney, who is also a little bit more razzle dazzle, potentially, to the bull who already has razzle dazzle, and then you're giving Michael Bolton to the skunk who sounds amazing, and when you're seeing the performance. Michael Bolton's voice is powerful and is still Mm -hmm. there. Everything's fine. But his energy, he was so stationary and so like quiet. (laughs) I mean, I don't, maybe it's because he's, but he's just, he's not like jumping around, dancing or anything. Right. It's just this amazing voice, but then it makes the, it, it makes us focus on the vocals again, which is fine. But I feel like that's what the skunk was lacking. And I feel like by giving the skunk Michael Bolton, you kind of left that to be the only thing they can do.
1: I see. So you feel like 70-year-old Michael Bolton or 68-year-old Michael Bolton was not the best choice. I felt like they tried to pick someone that was similar in our like... To the per-
0: yes. Sort of. I agree. Right? hmm
1: so I felt like that was kind of what they were going for. I don't know how they made the decision of who was going to get paired with whom. I, I did think that it was interesting they weren't going to pick two people that were former performers. I feel like mm-hmm. it's not that hard to at least get one other person who was decent. I mean, especially the fact that really, once you get to the top six, everybody's super solid. So you have several seasons of this, of people who are all very talented. I'm sure someone would... like. Um, who am I thinking of? I feel like, uh, like Donny Osmond, for example, would have been a great person to bring back that I think could have been really fun with the skunk. Like there, there's a ton of people I'm sure that could do it. So Michael Bolton, again, just felt like an odd choice.
0: I mean, let me just throw this out there. If you got someone who's pretty much all razzled out on like Bow Wow to be the pairing with Faith Evans, how much of a banger of a performance would that be again this sounds like I'm shaming Michael Bolton I'm not I just feel like the pairing kind of kept the skunk in the lane that the skunk was going to be in and it didn't add something more
1: yeah but again like if the skunk's not going to be doing the razzle dazzle then it's just going to be a performance where the freaking frog is just doing the moonwalk all around the stage and then she looks like she can't do anything so i feel like the the pairing although michael bolton as a h- human was an odd choice as a singer i felt like it matched really well and i really liked their performance so i got it but i also hear what you're i hear what you're going for
0: I appreciate that. All right. So then let's talk about the duet with the bull and uh, Jesse McCartney. Liana, take it away.
1: Oh, okay. Well, obviously very excited to have Jesse McCartney back. I I thought for a second that they were going to put him in the costume. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really wanted him to be in the turtle. And then I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense because then what are they going to put my is Michael Bolton then just going to be the only human out there singing? So. <laughs> <laughs> right. The
0: Michael Bolton.
1: <laughs> Fine. you know the michael bolton but this is the choice of break even i don't know who got to choose i hope the bull was the one who got to choose but the choice of break even was such a good song choice because very slower song not quite a ballad it's you know not a duet but they were obviously able to turn it into one and i thought that that worked really well it just gave the bull a chance to really show off his voice it matched jesse's range it matched the bulls range i just really felt like all around this was such a such a good song choice this is the type of song that i would consider trying to go record and then like grab it so i could listen to it offline like when i'm not watching the episode that's the yeah. level that this was actually honestly both the duets were that for the, for me but this especially like i i loved yeah. it very very enjoyable
0: yeah that move reeks of you to be like all right I'm going to hold my phone next to the speaker and record yeah. this and then play yeah. it later. Okay
1: first of all I'm a little bit more evolved than that I have a little audio recorder plug in so I can pull audio from a browser. <laughs> but yes it's
0: 2021 you better <laughs>
1: like Yeah that's how I make I like wait by the radio to hear my favorite song and then record Remember it. Remember those tape. times
0: though I used yes. to have I used to have a little boom box that would record uh, radio. I could record with tape and I used to buy blank tapes. And then every time I hear a song I liked, I would record it so that I had it. But then I'd forget which songs I've had. So there were tapes that I'd like the same song four times over on the tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. I, I don't think I had that issue, but the, the recording one, the other thing that stood out to me about this performance, I don't know why. I don't did, maybe please tell me if you notice this as well. Robin felt like a proud dad, but only for Jesse. He was like, yay, Jesse, go Jesse. <laughs> he was just cheering for Jesse McCartney. It felt like he didn't say anything about the bowl. And then at the end, it was like, yeah, the bull, you did what you do. But Jesse, wow, it was so great to go. Like, yay, Jesse. And like, even when he first came out, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Because I feel like even when Jesse McCartney first came out, Robin's like, yeah,
0: <laughs> you did it. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't for the bull. It was for Jesse. He was just like, yeah. yes,
0: that's his son. That's why. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> that's exactly how it felt.
0: Now, I did notice that, too. And it was interesting because in yeah. my head, I always picture Jesse as like beautiful soul Jesse. So like, you know, young Adult Jesse did long hair. I mean, Adult Jesse has a goatee, which was wild.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Facial hair not really doing it for me. Yeah, uh, it,
0: it didn't I, fit. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I just I feel like it doesn't look good on him. I, it's wow. also not, you know, it's not my stuff. It's not my stuff. What do you mean it's not
0: your stuff? I literally am all facial hair.
1: No, but the, you don't have just a little stash, though. No yeah
0: Well, what if i did would would that change your impression of me
1: be full beard or be nothing
0: <laughs> and now people know why i don't shave my beard i mean i don't because i don't want to it only helps that you also don't want me to so
1: yeah okay this was i'm sharing screen this is robin right after <laughs> his hands comes. up
0: oh <laughs> it's my like, god like,
1: yes
0: <laughs> so when your kid scores a goal in soccer and you're like yeah. sitting on the sideline
1: Yes, that is exactly what it felt like. <laughs> uh, anyway, very fun. Very, very enjoyable. Fun. I felt they... like their voices match really well. Backup dancers not distracting, just fun with their um, fan things.
0: Mm-hmm. Well then, also, we didn't talk about this, but then Jesse, after the performance, also throws out a dad joke, which tickled Robin to
1: death. So That's what I'm saying! It was some, I don't know. It, it was, yeah, it was like a dad passing along the dad jokes or something.
0: Yeah, I could feel it. There was something in the air. No, that's the next performer. It's Michael Bolton time performing with the skunk. You like that segue? That was a good segue, ah. right? did you? Did it take you a second to realize what I was doing?
1: Yeah. No, I got it. I'm smart.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. Okay. So, the skunk and Michael Bolton are now going to perform. And the skunk mentions that... Um, <laughs> Liana stop sending Jesse, me Go, Jesse, go! That's
1: what he's saying. <laughs> it's Robin, he's cheering. <laughs> okay, sorry, skunk, go ahead.
0: The skunk mentioned that, you know, they've been focusing on their family, specifically their son, and their son faces challenges that not everyone does. So the, the clue package will basically... A uh, focused on why they've kind of stopped performing or like perform less, and why mm-hmm. this was a decision for them to do something for themselves. So then that was the clue package, and then the performance was "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Is that the name of the official name of the song?
1: Mm-hmm. It is. It. Yep.
0: Is it? It is. Okay.
1: Cool. Yeah. Ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah.
0: It's great duet. I thought they both killed it. It was very fun to listen to the top hat dancers were a thing I noticed for a second, but like you said, because of the nature of their styles, I focused mostly on the vocals and I love everything I heard about it. It was great.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I, I, I love this song anyway. And so then to have a duet with two people who are just such incredible singers, I thought was really fun. Great song choice, strong vocals. Again, as I mentioned, Michael Bolton still got it. And may I mention he is a New Haven notable. He was born in New Haven, Connecticut, which is where we live. So let's go, Michael Bolton.
0: Yay, that's my son. Team New Haven. (laughs) Team New Haven.
1: (laughs) Team New Haven notable. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, very good. Very good.
0: Yeah, Nothing but positive things to say about this performance. Again, my only qualm is that as the performance was happening, I I thought the bull was going to win, and I didn't think anything could have outside of Michael Bolton backflipping. I didn't see anything else happening that would have changed that result.
1: Yeah, it was kind of so I I was nervous after the first two performances because I felt like it really could go either way depending on what you value. But then after the duets, I was like. Uh, I if I, if I if I had to bet, I would have bet on the bull because I think that he was able to demonstrate both the razzle dazzle and the performance and and now that you mention it, the fact that we have two sort of strong female powerhouse vocals in the other group, I could understand why they would want to mix it up for the finals.
0: Yeah, which is why I'm not. We haven't seen the results of the show yet, right? But. Mm-hmm. I don't like this format. I didn't like it from when they announced it. I would much rather have like a top six, and then the top six anyone can get into the finals. I don't think mm-hmm. that they're damned to this is your group and go because. And I think the final four are all great, but I would have loved to see how it would have played out if like the final eight all start performing together week in week out. That would have been mm-hmm. my preference. But you know, it's a little preference.
1: Right. I I agree with you. Ultimately, I mean, the logic you could say is like, well, the top person's going to win anyway. It doesn't matter who they're going up against, you know, if they're going to beat somebody in the first round or, you know, the third round versus the fifth round, blah, 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 whatever. The best person would win. But I think it's more about being able to see the field equally com- compete against each other. And then kind of I like first, second, like getting the first, second, third. Honestly, I wouldn't even mind if they did, uh, you know, four people in the finale and we kind of got a one, two, three, four. Because once you get up to the top, I kind of want to see how people are going to stack up against one another. But yeah, fine. Yeah,
0: I think. I mean, that's ultimately it for me. Is I want to see them all fail. I want to see the matchups that we weren't seeing the whole season. Like we've seen Skunk and Bull face each other, what six episodes now? Mm -hmm. Whereas we don't have the Skunk ever facing off against you know the Caterpillar or the Banana Split. So that that might be the only qualm. But where it's fine, everything's fine.
1: I wonder if there's a filming, if it's a filming reason, like they want to try to film all Group A all at the same time or something like that.
0: I don't think so, because from where I'm standing, this is six seasons now, and I don't think the Masked Singer has ever had a this is the format. They've changed the format every season in some capacity. I feel like Mm -hmm. they're just trying new stuff and maybe hopefully at some point they'll Goldilocks into what they want. But that's <laughs> n- not a bad shout. I mean, the thing is, I know of some of our listeners who have gone to these events and, you know, I'd get a message here and they'd be like, oh, this was the episode I was there for. So I I can't map it out to be like, Ooh, what did they record them on separate times? And like how many days in a row was it all group A all the time? So I'm not sure. But given enough of the fact that they keep bringing up the other groups and, you know, in between with the judges, maybe that's not the case. I don't know.
1: Mm hmm yeah i don't know i i think that i am going back to the goldilocks comment of it all of like maybe eventually (laughs) they'll get it just right i i feel like they had the formula though
0: (laughs) that's what i'm saying i feel like at one point i think season two might have been my favorite formula
1: Season 2 was really good. Season 3 was the really long one, right? That was so long. That was exhausting. It was like 18 episodes.
0: <laughs> season 3 was needlessly long. Season 2 mm-hmm. was right because they even started off with a two hour premiere and two unmaskings. That went well. That was a good duration. And then we obviously get to like a final. But then season 3 I think is when they did a final 8 merge. And then mm. that was fun. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they've got some time to figure it out because I don't think Masked is going anywhere. So we'll be back next season talking about the new format there, too.
1: Yeah. I feel like season four and season five were much better. Yeah, because they only had 12 episodes. That's so much better. Season three had, yeah, season three had 17 episodes.
0: Because they're going to have how many episodes for this season? 13? many.
1: 13. They had 13 for season two. They had 17 for season three. They had 12 for season 4, 17. 12. Yeah, exactly.
0: Was season uh, 3 the one with the after show as well? With Dr. Elvis singing yes. songs?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why I got so burnt out that season. It was just, it was so much. And we were during the pandemic, right? That was during the well, pandemic. Like- when it started, like, oh, God, I don't even
0: know. For me, I feel like you can tell a lot based on the runtime of an episode, and by that I mean a podcast. So we're about forty-ish minutes in. We're almost <laughs> at the end of the episode. So imagine doing this for the sixteenth episode, and we already like have a good idea of who everyone is. It's like <laughs>
1: I know. Oh man, I felt bad. I was so pessimistic. I was like, the sucks. It's so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also like a you're like a I go to bed at nine type person. So when things take too long. You're like, can we be done already?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember. It was was pandemic days, too, okay? It was was tough, tough times for us all, all right? (laughs) Dealing with a lot here. Oh, man. Jesse McCartney was really great as the turtle. All all
0: right, Robin. Simmer down.
1: I know. (laughs) Go, Jesse! Go, Jesse, go!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one day, maybe... We will sit down and talk about who were the best performers of all time and stuff. But I don't think that day is coming yet.
1: Yeah, we'll do a tier list one day.
0: One day. All right. All
1: right. What else? Is that it? Let's
0: take it home. That's, I mean, almost. So. Oh, shoot. I forgot.
1: Where's my vault guess? Hold on. I got to pull up my vault guess. I'm not ready. You pull it
0: up. You pull it up. I'll be talking. So. Then they hit us with this is one of the closest votes in Mass Singer history. Ooh, who's it gonna be? And all I could think of is don't bring this up unless the skunk is gonna win. Nope, it's the bull. The bull wins. Skunk is out. And then let's get to the final guesses of the judges, and then we'll talk about our final guesses. So uh Ken went with Ken's initial guess was Anita Baker. He then changed it to Mary J. Bly, sorry, Blige, of course. Um Jenny had Gloria Gaynor as her guest, changed it to also Mary J. Blige. Um, Nicole also Jenny did this and it was ridiculed for it then Nicole also got ridiculed for it they've gone the full Liana route Nicole had three people on her vault guest: Deborah Cox Fantasia and Mary J Blige and she changed it to Faith Evans and Robin Thicke had Faith Evans stayed on Faith Evans so it was two and two two guesses each same person
1: mm-hmm yep look i uh I can't be mad at the strategy when I'm the one who also implements it well, but
0: what was your fault guess Liana?
1: Oh my god all right so I honestly if this episode had been filmed maybe 20 years earlier, I would have been <laughs> I think right on the <laughs> right on the money
0: what So did I you remember
1: do? I remember guess okay so I put down Tina Turner and then I remember oh. thinking, is Tina Turner still alive? But I'd already put it down, so I stuck with it. She is 82 years old, so I really don't think. uh, I immediately was like, okay, that's definitely wrong. I got the, I'm like off by 20 years. So, yeah.
0: Well, you're wrong. So that is not great. But (laughs) I was also wrong. This is one that I've been very public about from the minute it came through. But I had a performer that was already on the season as my vaulted guest. Yeah. So that happened. Who was it? Pufferfish? Uh, uh,
1: Yes. Uh, Tony Braxton, right? Yes. <laughs>
0: so I had a guest that doesn't count because first it was for another person.
1: God, I can't believe she got eliminated so early. I can't believe that. That's crazy.
0: I mean, who was who did? Let's see. Who did Tony Braxton face uh Tony Braxton did not survive Baby. Baby beat out the pufferfish.
1: Yeah, that's that's just embarrassing. Not for her, for the mass singer.
0: She got beat by Larry, the flipping cable guy.
1: <laughs> and Rob Schneider.
0: Oh my god, and Rob Schneider.
1: <laughs> Delete this
0: show, man. Why do we do this?
1: <laughs> Oof.
0: Oh my God. Okay. So then there you go. None of us get a point there. That's fine. Uh I think mathematically now, because Liana would need all three to... Would you tie with me at that point?
1: Dude, I'm just out of it. I know I am. Don't bother. Don't bother to do the math. So it's then just, can just, you crown me
0: right now? Tell yeah, me, like fine. No, but I want like a presentation. So like, can you do it with <laughs> like energy and like enthusiasm?
1: All right. Hold on. How am I? How do you? Okay. All right. Do, 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 do. Announcing the winner What's it called? What do we call it?
0: The Golden Ear.
1: Okay. Announcing <laughs> The Winner of Season 6, Golden Ear Trophy of the RHAC Master Podcast is the one. The only i did
0: it i did it finally i won something thank you liana appreciate that you're welcome you know i would like to thank my gut instinct um i would like to thank my my luck my luck played a big factor in me figuring it out shout out to the ones that were very obvious like honey boo boo and mama june you really nailed this thing for me. I will tell you this, I'm not looking good in the draft because unless Queen of Hearts makes it to the final, I have a 50-50 at that point. Skunk went out, so Liana's got the bull and the banana split. I've got the Queen of Hearts.
1: I think it's going to be Queen of Hearts. I think it's going to be Queen of Hearts versus the bull.
0: I'm very excited for that matchup, if that's the case.
1: Yeah, that's what my heart is telling me. My Queen of Hearts is telling me.
0: Your Queen of Hearts? All right. well, my Ace of Spade is saying, we'll see. That's what right. I'm saying. All right. Well, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast here. Well, I think we've had a lovely time. We got to talk about this up next week. Of course, we'll be tackling everything about um, uh, Group B's finals with Queen of Hearts versus Banana Split, where we're going to see Split do all the work and Banana just stand there and take credit. But then <laughs> we'll see what happens with that, what culminates, and then we'll see the finals the week after.
1: Oh, uh, classic men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, this man would like to say, Liana, where can people find you? What do you have going on? And thank you for that great, great winner's announcement that you gave me that I did deserve.
1: You're welcome. Sorry for laughing through it. I couldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you did a good job.
1: Okay. <laughs> Hope it comes out all right on the pod. Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R H A P, podcasting about survivor. We're going to have a really fun episode this week with the one, the only, the Dave Jorgensen, AKA The Washington Post. TikTok guy. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I have a really stupid game uh, that Mike and I came up with. So if you are interested in participating in that, yes, that's you, the audience. Go over to my Twitter and check out uh, my tweets. I tweeted about it. It is a survey. So take it. Participate. Be part of the b magic.
0: Thank you for that, Liana. Excited to see uh, my old buddy Dave Jorgensen back on the pod. It'll be fun.
1: Dave Jorgensen.
0: (laughs) Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. A lot of good stuff going on there. The game we play weekly, Goose Goose Duck, actually gave me my very own exclusive skin to use in the game. So that's a wild feeling. And um, we'll be playing Sundays, 5 p.m. Eastern. Definitely come check it out. We play with all of our friends and, you know, co-workers over here on the network, the RHAP podcasters that have come through there. And then if you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, please do. It helps people find us. It allows us to get one step closer to kicking Bow Wow down the stairs of podcasting and claiming our spot as the number one Masked Singer podcast. We're ambitious. We know that. But you can help that by going to robaswebsite.com slash Masked Singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D S-I-N-G-E-R and of course, before I forget, 90 Day Fiancé podcast also going strong. I had Kirsten McInnes on with me this week to talk everything about the finale with the weddings and the wedding that didn't happen. And then next week is going to be the tell all. So I'm very excited for that. And obviously, 90 Day Fiancé, The Single Life, also there. Also fun covering both. Feel free to check that out. What was the thing we asked people to let us know about? Oh, the Judge Mathis thing. If you, if you know the connection between Faith Evans and Judge Mathis, please let us know on Twitter. It just helps the curiosity get cured. Okay. That brings us to the end of this. We'll see you next week to talk all about group B. We will unmask you then. But for now, take care. Have a good one and listen to the mass singer tune done by the one and only glances. All right, everybody. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want.